I'll do it tomorrow. Have you ever used this phrase only to later realize it probably wasn't the best decision? This one phrase has caused so much grief in my life because one tomorrow becomes another tomorrow. And before long, a month of tomorrows or more has passed, whether it was eating healthy foods, getting the exercise I had promised myself, cleaning an entryway cabinet that drove me crazy each and every time I passed it, or simply finishing items on my to-do list. The I'll do it tomorrow mantra has shown up in so many areas of my life. I'll do it tomorrow is procrastination in sheep's clothing. Harmless, innocent, but have you looked at the real danger of procrastinating? In what areas of your life are you putting off things for tomorrow? Let me say this. Procrastination is like a credit card. It's a lot of fun to use, but it comes back to bite you later. Essentially, you're borrowing time from the future. You tell yourself you'll do something later, but later never seems to come. And eventually, the bill becomes due. You know, when I procrastinated, I felt angry and upset when all the tomorrows passed because I had let myself down again. And the mental capacity procrastination took day after day and month after month was unbearable. And I was still dealing with the same darn issues, but didn't have any results. Frustrating. How many of you can identify with this? Procrastination is a joy thief, and it's a thief of time. It keeps us from achieving our goals, feeling good about ourselves, and living our best lives. But it doesn't have to be this way. So in this episode, I'll show you how to overcome procrastination and start getting things done. I'm going to discuss the psychology behind why we procrastinate. I'll share with you how you can identify your procrastination triggers, because we've all got them. And we'll look at practical strategies for breaking the procrastination habit. It's going to be so good. And, you know, while procrastination is a joy and time thief, it's also a choice. I know you'll find this helpful the next time you consider saying, I'll do it tomorrow, because at the end of the day, it simply boils down to a decision. Do it or stop lying to yourself and let it go. So let's dive in, and I'm going to share what I have learned to be helpful. Welcome to the official podcast of True Basis Health, where we focus on living a life that connects health and mindset for optimal well-being. In each episode, Mika Hill, certified total well-being coach and perfect health educator, will cover bite-sized topics ranging from transformational well-being practices to maximizing mindset and how to live a rewarding life full of purpose. Here's your hostess, Mika Hill. Now, procrastination lives everywhere. Everyone procrastinates at some point in their lives, some more than others. And there's this quote by Don Marquis I can really identify with. He says, procrastination is the art of keeping up with yesterday and avoiding today. Wow. (laughs) 
let that sink in. Procrastination is the art of keeping up with yesterday and avoiding today. You see, when we procrastinate, all we're doing is putting off something that can be done now until tomorrow or a later point in time. And that seems harmless, right? Well, let's look at it a little deeper. Have any of you seen the classic comedy Groundhog Day? It's about a man who is forced to relive the same day over and over again. And in this movie, Phil, the character, starts off selfish and lazy. He doesn't want to do anything with his life. The days just pass and everything is status quo. But then he starts to relive the same day over and over again. Procrastination is like that. When we procrastinate and can keep putting off tasks until later, we live the same to-dos repeatedly. And it can get old really quick, but we keep doing it. Why do we do this to ourselves? I know when I procrastinate, it begins to feel like I'm stuck in a rut and not making progress in life, not to mention the additional stress and anxiety it causes, yet I keep doing it. So I was really curious to see why. And I'm curious, when you procrastinate, is that how it feels to you too? So I got to thinking about my procrastination habits, and it's clear that things fall into five distinct categories, and I'm going to share them with you. And as I do, I want you to think about where procrastination shows up for you, because as we talk about in the Clarity Club, my women's well-being membership, awareness is how we start creating change in our life. So the top five areas, and then I'll share with you the best course of action in overcoming that particular type of procrastination. The first area relates to big projects and tasks, and that's probably not surprising to you, but how often have you had a job that seems so overwhelming that just starting it is enough to say, I'll do it tomorrow, right? The second area of procrastination shows up um, for me and I think for many others is unpleasant tasks, tasks that are boring, difficult, stressful, or just plain aren't fun. Makes sense, right? Getting a sink full of dishes into the dishwasher. Sometimes at the end of the night, I'll look at that sink and I'll think, oh, the kitchen would look so much better. I don't want to deal with it. I just want to go to bed literally five minutes, and the room would look pitcher and company ready, and it's not going away by me waiting until the morning. But that thought of doing it, ugh. The third area that procrastination shows up with is tasks that aren't that urgent. If something doesn't have a deadline, it's really easy to put it off till later. How often do you create an item for your to-do list, something that you think would be good to do, but there's no time frame. It's a nicety, so it sits there. But until it gets crossed off, it's taking up valuable mental capacity, knowing there's something that needs to be checked off. And I can't tell you how many times I'll flag an article or tag a magazine I want to return to. There's no rush. The magazine sits there. It's not hurting anyone. But it's a visual reminder that I said I would go back and do it. And one day I got so freaking tired of my visual reminders 
air quotes for those of you that can't see me, that I tossed the magazines, I canceled the subscriptions, and I didn't think about the tags anymore until talking about this episode. And I can tell you, looking back, that is such a relief. Anyway, another way we procrastinate, number four, is on tasks that aren't specific or well-defined. Here's the thing. If you don't know exactly what needs to be done, it's harder to get started. And finally, another area that leads to procrastination is tasks. We need more skills and knowledge to do. The bottom line is, if you don't feel confident in your ability to complete the task, your self-protection mechanism will kick in and more than likely, you'll procrastinate in doing the tasks. So now we know the five types of procrastination and hopefully they resonated with you. Let's talk about the cost of procrastinating. Because here's the thing, no matter the flavor of procrastination, their cost associated with it, right? Whether they're personal or professional, the costs aren't fun. Stress and anxiety uh, is like one of the top things that come to me as a cost of procrastinating. And probably the reason why is because I've experienced it, but also because it's one of the top three issues I deal with as a clarity coach. Procrastination can lead to stress because not only is there the pressure of getting the task done, but there's also the fear of the consequences of not doing it. So it gets you in both directions. (laughs) So let's look at losing weight because I know that's a thing on many women's lists, mine included. And that's something that gets procrastinated on, or if it's not procrastinated on, it's perpetually hanging out there, right? We're always thinking about our weight. So hypothetically, you've been procrastinating on eating healthy and exercising. Not only are you dealing with the pressure of your current weight and all those thoughts that come with it, what you want to accomplish, how your life will be, you know, our minds are wonderful storytellers, but you may be stressed about the consequences of not doing it as well. The thoughts about your blood pressure, cholesterol, and the clothes not fitting for that special occasion you've planned. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that have said, I bought this dress for this wedding three months out, and I'm afraid I'm not going to fit into it. And that's just playing on them, right? The stress is real. (laughs) And then stress is good friend anxiety comes along. The thoughts about fear of failure creep up. What if I try and can't stick to the diet or exercise plan? Or worse yet, what if I do and don't see results? Then it's a snowball effect. What's a party of stress and anxiety without self-esteem and depression coming along? When something doesn't go as planned, Feelings of inadequacy from being unable to accomplish what was set out to do and negative self-talk start to come in. The guilt around not taking care of yourself. And this isn't the case for everyone, of course, but just notice the next time you procrastinate on something, where your mind takes you in the aftermath. I'll never forget one client coming in to me about losing weight. And when we did the mindset work around it, They were procrastinating because they were afraid of change. Change. Everything changes. 
whether you lose weight or not. And what was interesting was it was split down the middle between giving up their favorite foods and how it would mean a permanent and dramatic lifestyle change. But get this, it was also that they were afraid people would look at them differently. So the client was anticipating their change and the change others would experience. How thoughtful is that? (laughs) I'm telling you, we are complex human beings. But, you know, the cherry on top of the cost of procrastination is probably missed opportunities. One of my favorite quotes, and it's actually a paperweight on my desk, got it right here. Luck is when preparation and opportunity meet. And if we are procrastinating, we aren't preparing. When we don't prepare, it's easy to miss an opportunity. And I can't tell you personally how many times I've looked back and said, if only I had started 30 days ago, I'd be able to fill in the blank. You know, I mean, it's happened on so many different things. So if any of this is resonating with you, I want to ask you this. Why the hell do we procrastinate? I mean, if you consider the psychology, there are several reasons procrastination is so prevalent. It could be perfectionism. I've always been a perfectionist. Um, How often do you procrastinate because you want to make sure things are just perfect before it's submitted? Sometimes perfectionism causes you to keep going back to the same thing over and over. I had a friend who used to tweak the same section of her website repeatedly. The changes were small and inconsequential, at least to an outside eye. The changes, though, made her feel better. But at the same time, it kept her from doing the bigger, more important things, which was also tied to fear of failure. Because what if you end up in a position where you fail? I mean, that's big. Looking at it this way, it becomes easy to understand why procrastination is so prevalent. I mean, nobody wants to fail. At the complete opposite end of the spectrum, it could be as simple as needing to be more motivated and energized. Either way, let's talk about how we can overcome procrastination. So I have found that there are several things you can do to overcome procrastination. And I want to share seven of the things that have worked incredibly for me. These are things that I go back to time and time again. And depending on what the situation is, is what I'll use. So no particular order, but number one, the first thing I want to start with is the why. What I was talking about earlier, if you don't know why you're procrastinating, whether it's fear, failure, perfectionism, motivation, lack of time, very real, boredom or distractions, it's going to be hard to change. And so remember awareness is the first step in most of the issues we face. We have to become aware. So got that one out of the way. Now, number two, once you know your why, what's helpful to get out of the overwhelm that comes along with some tasks is to break it down into smaller, more manageable tasks. And I'll give you an example for me. When I was building my website, I started with the task of building a website. Anyone that has built a website knows it is much more than one line items, right? 
it stayed on my list forever. But then I broke it down, research, brainstorming, page ideas, writing outlines, bullet points, images, you get the idea. Turtle steps, small and manageable. And it feels so much better to check off five things than to wait days and days to check off a single task. So look through any of your to-do lists and see what items need to be broken down into smaller tasks. Number three, you want to set a deadline. The reality is without a goal or time frame, it becomes easier for your brain to put things off to the last minute. Now, deadlines have to be achievable, of course, and you don't want to stress yourself out by setting an unrealistic one, but you are way more likely to get things done if you have a deadline. Number four, take breaks. Yes, take breaks. This isn't about being lazy, guys, and it's not about... Um, procrastinating even more. It's just part of self-care. You see, it's essential to take breaks when you're working on a task. And the reason why is it will help you stay more focused in the long run and avoid burnout. When you take a break, get up, move around, or do something else to help you relax and clear your head, you end up being way more efficient. Trust me on this one. <laughs> Number five, delegate or ask for support. The reality is, who said you have to do it all, right? Work smart, not hard. I know you've heard that before. If there is a way to hand off some things, by all means, do it and cross that puppy off your list. And if it's something that you really need to do yourself, get support to make the process more enjoyable. Not only will having support help you stay motivated and avoid procrastination, but it also changes your outlook positively when you know people are there willing to help and to cheer you on. Number six, and I call on this one a lot, eliminate distractions. When you are focusing on a task, it's important to eliminate distractions. This means turning off your phone, closing your email, and finding a quiet place to work. If you can't eliminate all distractions, at least try to minimize them. Now, one thing on this with regard to distractions, if I need to pump myself up, there's going to be some music involved. So use your best judgment in how to get yourself going on a task you aren't really excited about, but not letting yourself get distracted. And uh, number seven, my all-time favorite, reward yourself. How often have you been a machine working through each item on your checklist without stopping to smell the roses. I'm raising my hand here for those of you that can't see me, but you know what? When I started rewarding myself with breaks or little niceties, I was more efficient and productive. And I enjoyed doing things more. I didn't burn out as quickly. And what I found is creating a positive feeling is a good way to ensure you're more likely to do stuff you aren't super excited about in the future. So get creative in how you can reward yourself besides a simple check next to the task. So there you have it, the top seven things I do to overcome procrastination. I hope you're able to pull a few in the next time you look at areas that you're procrastinating in and how procrastination shows up in your life. You know, looking at why we procrastinate and its costs hopefully have given you some comfort knowing everyone procrastinates. No one is perfect. Here's the deal. 
there are less stressful ways of dealing with items you may have been procrastinating on. When we procrastinate, we're breaking promises to ourselves. And that's not cool. If you think about it, we break way more promises to ourselves than we do to others. And the people pleasers out there, how often do you break promises to others, right? But you break promises to yourself. So no more. Become the woman that says, I honor myself and I honor my commitments. And that means the commitments to yourself. Stop letting yourself down because when you do, your life will change. And the energy, excitement, and pride you feel will be so worth it. So go ahead, make a list of all the things you need to do. Take a look at all the items in your place and prioritize. Choose what you want to do. Choose what isn't a priority. If something is coming up about an item on the list, look at your why. Decide if it's valid. And then work the list with the seven steps to overcoming procrastination. And remember to take breaks to avoid burnout. Remember to reward yourself afterwards. And remember, you have got this. No more Groundhog Day for you. Okay, that's all for this week. I hope it was helpful and I hope it helps you reduce any stress and anxiety you've been experiencing around your to-do lists. Check out the website truebasishealth.com slash podcasts for other topics that may be helpful and write in some suggestions. I always love to hear what you're thinking. So until next week, take care and stay stress-free. for listening to True Basis Health. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. And as you move through your day today, remember, a clear mind is a powerful mind. So cultivate clarity with awareness. You've got this.